Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is Kelly Higdon, and today I'm joined by Nikki Stuhl. She's a licensed clinical social worker in private practice in Connecticut. Hi. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. And we invited her on to share her story so that it inspires you. She's going to share a little bit about her journey, what has helped her in building her private practice. She is a boot camper, so we'll be talking to you a little bit about how boot camp has helped her too in the journey. Yeah. So Nikki, how long have you been in practice for? So I have been in practice since 2013. And there was a go? year, about a year hiatus. Uh -huh. Well, the idea, I was working full time in a hospital in an inpatient psychiatric unit mm -hmm. um, and wanted to, wanted the flexibility of part-time hours and, and making your own hours and being your own boss. Mm -hmm. And so that's what, it, that's what started it. And it's been, there's been a few hiccups along the way where at one point I decided maybe I didn't want to do private practice. So I took about a year off. And then I went back to it and I juggled both part-time private practice and part-time at the hospital. And now I'm kind of back where I started, which is full-time. I mean, part-time hours, right? But full-time private practice. So it's How been did, an adventure for the past seven years, six, six years. I, guess. I think that this actually does happen more often than not that sometimes people take breaks. Mm -hmm. um, can you talk a little bit about what was the impetus for that and what was your experience? So it was actually completely unrelated to private practice, but it was because I had a loss in the family, uh, sp specifically a spousal loss. And so um, I was just like, I'm having a hard enough time supporting myself, yeah. so I can't support others, right, um, in, yeah. in this way. Yeah. But I think that, you know, for anybody in any kind of, I don't know, with any kind of life stressor or major change in, in life, whether it's an ability or a disability or a, or a loss of sorts or... Uh -huh a move or whatever it might be, sometimes you just have to take a step back to take care of yourself, right? Because that's not fair to you and that's not fair to potential clients, right? If and you're not. How, how did coming back from that break influence your business? Um, well, I think at first it was a free for all, right? Because I was excited to be back in private practice, mm -hmm. but I was totally disorganized, right? And um, so I was like, I'll take whoever calls and I'll get on as many insurance panels as I can. <laughs> and so I didn't have a niche. And didn't really know like what I was doing really. Mm -hmm. And when did you join boot camp? I'm trying to so remember. Almost three years ago, or I guess technically three years ago. So yeah. around this time we would have had our like on like interview call or whatever, yeah. right? Because uh -huh. I had my call with you, not Miranda. Yeah. But it was spring twenty seventeen was my first my first round. Right. Yeah. What's so when you joined boot camp, your practice was disorganized. There's no niche. You absolutely, were absolutely. Taking whoever so, called. <laughs> Yep. And then, so at the end of 2016, I had stopped taking insurance. Mm -hmm. And so my caseload like dropped in half and I was working part-time in the emergency room, which I've shared about, you know, in the, in the group before. Um, and so the goal was I'm going to join boot camp, and within a year I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave the hospital. And, but I need the structure that, that, that this course could have provided, uh, you know, to, to, to be able to kind of structure, structure my time. Cause when I didn't, if, you know, being disorganized and not knowing like, what am I doing Mondays? What am I doing Tuesdays? What am I doing Wednesday? Mm -hmm. Right. Without that clear structure, it was like, Oh, so-and-so canceled their appointment. So I guess I'm not going to the office today. And like, Oh, I'll, I'll go tomorrow. And like, you know, some days you'd have three patients and other days you'd have like six patients. And I was just kind of, you know, like just winging it. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, part of the, the premise, right. Of business school bootcamp for therapists is the idea that we don't have business degrees. Right. And we didn't go to business school and these aren't things we learned in grad school. So mm -hmm. I try to be compassionate with my past self about like how disorganized I was and how I was like, just kind of flying, you know, winging it as I went and flying by the seat of my pants. Right. Yeah. So how yeah. did your practice progress after you enrolled in boot camp? Yeah. So with like at the very end or even maybe during that first round of boot camp, 
the first things that I did was that I moved from therapy sites, um, nothing against therapy sites, but it was rather pricey uh, and didn't necessarily have the best SEO. And so I moved to Squarespace mm -hmm. and really niched down into grief and loss, which is what I had been wanting to do um, to kind of specialize in. And then, so I did those two things and then I got comfortable because before then I didn't know how to have the money conversations, right? Um, I had a sliding scale. I had a, a much lower fee. I didn't really know like what my money fee should be and how I should calculate it, or even that the idea of a calculator being out there of like figuring out all your expenses, what you mm -hmm. need to take home, what your taxes yeah. are, all that stuff. So, um, so I got rid of my sliding scale fee. I increased my fee and then got more comfortable having that conversation with clients when they would call about like, who are you? What are you coming in for? How could I help kind of developing a little bit of rapport? Right. And then having the conversation about scheduling and then at the end kind of having the conversation. So here's the deal with insurance. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, over time, that's gotten easier and easier, um, obviously. Yeah. And uh, success and successful also. So, yeah. So yeah. first things were kind of getting organized on your intake processes. Yes. And All those getting, systems. And getting your marketing hub in a place where you had a little bit more control over the SEO and the content yeah. and those kinds of things. And it was do... just easier to use. Yes. Like well, <laughs> yeah. Yes, I know. I, I, and there's reasons why we recommend Squarespace for any DIY. And we just find that the SEO and the design, it's easy for any therapist to walk in and kind of have yeah. a website in a Not to mention that, that video that you guys have in bootcamp, yeah. right? Where like, it was like an hour long video and you just follow along and create your site. <laughs> and I was like, Wait, what? It was really that easy. Cause I am not for anybody listening. I am not at all like tech savvy. Right. Um, and people consistently say like, wow, you have such a beautiful website. I'm like, well, I, I feel like I didn't do any of it. Squarespace did it, but really like, I just kind of, you know, put things <laughs> where they belong and put some, type some words in and, and then boom, there it is. Right. But you had a process for writing those words too. Totally, you know? totally. Right, right, right. Yeah. Absolutely. What has it been like to really get solid in your niche? What has that done for you as a clinician and what has it done for your clients? Yeah. So you're, I don't, you probably don't remember this because you probably don't remember every single call you've had, right. In terms of interviewing people. Uh -huh. camp. But one of the things that you had said to me was that, that I lacked confidence and it always stuck with me. Cause mm. I remember thinking like in the therapy room, that's not the case, but outside of that, that's, that's sometimes is, can be the case, right. In terms of these systems, the marketing and things like yeah. that. So all that to say though, that I do think that the more that I've kind of specialized in this work and the more that I've kind of made myself visible to other clinicians and I've been on two previous podcasts and I had a TV interview with a local news station talking specifically about grief and loss and what's normal, what's not normal, how, what to expect, what not to expect, like how to cope, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And so, so confidence and like being comfortable, being visible and like finding that balance between imposter syndrome that we all struggle with to a degree, right. Mm -hmm. Versus like, Hey, you know, my message might not work for some, but it works for others. Right. Mm -hmm. And of course that translates into the work with, with clients who feel like you really get them and you really know what you're doing. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and that you're comfortable with, uh, with the content that they're bringing in mm -hmm. and capable of, of treating it. Right. I think it really does instill more trust. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then immediacy absolutely. when in the beginning of treatment, when someone knows what you do and that you can help in this specific area, yeah. um, it really does give confidence to both of you because you know yes. what you're there for. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So where are you at now with your practice? I mean, 
So I, um, so let's see here when looping back a little, uh, or backtracking a little bit, when I had said that I was in the emergency room, when I started boot camp, I was a 24 hour a week position. And I gave myself a year when I first started boot camp. I want to quit the job in a year. It did take me two, yeah. um, but I finally quit in April of 2019. So it's been almost a year. And, um, so since, you know, it was really unfounded fear that was holding me back. Like, how am I going to support myself um, as a, you know, being a single person owning a home, like, and for yeah. people who know Connecticut property taxes are very high, right? And so I was like, how am I going to, how is that possible? How can I make this work? And I remember um, there was a, a woman who, I don't remember what her name was, but who partly inspired me, who she, I think this was in the spring of 2018, she put the video at the beginning of boot camp, like, you know, mm -hmm. when we do our, our little video journals. And she talked about being a solo parent with two little ones mm. and like doing private practice full time. And I remember thinking like, okay, like if she can do it, like, mm. like, why can't I do it? Right. Why can't mm. I trust that somehow it'll all work out and I can afford to, you know, support myself and whatnot um, in private practice. And so, so I finally took that leap in April of 2019 and I left. So I still, I'm still there as a casual employee or, mm -hmm. or a per diem employee. So I pick up a shift here and there. Um, but, after I left, the month after I left, my income doubled from the previous month. I didn't realize how, how exhausting that place was and how, you know, how much energy that it took, even though I was only there like literally 24 hours per mm. week. Um, but it just took so much out of me. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so, you know, when I started the private practice in 2017, it was, you know, kind of juggling those two things. And then now for almost the past year, it's just been primarily private practice. We say like, it's hard to ride two horses at once. Yes. It's, <laughs> but you know, it's so funny because once it, it's, it's like, it's, it's not until you stop doing it, right? Yeah, that, <laughs> that, you that you realize it, right? Because it's hard to believe it. And going back to trust, right? Trusting yourself, right? That, that, you know, that, that it really is better or easier or you can make it work just by the riding the one rather than the, rather than kind of balancing yeah. between the two, right? I think that that's a common feeling, you know, of, of making that leap, even so in boot camp we teach like how to figure out your bridge goal and how much to set aside. Yep. So you can make I remember that video. I've watched it multiple times. <laughs> so you can do it over and over and over again and have the money there or whatever and still yep. feel like, yep. hmm, this yep. feels safe. And yes. I think it's an interesting, I think it's especially interesting when you are your, the primary provider or you are single and like you said, like you have a mortgage and all these things, yeah. it feels even more uh, intense because there's mm -hmm. no, there's no one else, you know, it's you. And yep. I appreciate you sharing that because I think it is a common experience and something that people don't talk enough about yeah. in terms of uh, making that leap. It is, there is a bit of faith in there. There is a bit of Absolutely. risk, but so is a risk having a job. You could be laid off, you know, it's you true. just never it's know. True. It's true. But for some reason, we're able to ignore that risk of having a, a job, for example. Uh -huh. I remember working inpatient and some days you'd show up and they'd be like, census is low, go home. And you'd be like, oh, wow. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, so as much as it was my job and a full-time thing, it wasn't the most reliable always either. Uh -huh. So, but it's funny. It's a question of, can I trust myself? Can I rely on myself mm -hmm. to make it happen? And going back to, you know, we were talking about what has the private practice looked like over, over the years. And, you know, during a previous uh, iteration of doing private practice full-time, like, 
you know, again, going back to the, dis- like I was disorganized, I didn't really have a structure for myself. And I think that was a fear also that like once I pull that structure of the routine that the, the regular mm-hmm. hospital shifts provide, mm-hmm. right? How am I going to structure myself? How can I trust myself that I'll be able to like get tasks done that I need to get done or that I'll be able to kind of maintain this boundary in terms of these are the hours I'm at the, ho- at, the, at, the uh, at the office these days and this day and this day, da, 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 right? And kind of keep everybody within those parameters rather than be like, oh, sure, you can't come in the afternoon. Y'all come in the morning even though like I'm better in, in the afternoon. Right. It's a whole other kind of, you don't have a job holding the boundaries for you. Instead you yes, have to hold you, them for right. yourself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. What is your next step you think in the practice? Are you so, in a place where it's good and you want to hold or? Well, so the one thing, um, the one thing that I'm working toward is developing a course. So I had done, and part of the process of kind of specializing in grief and loss, I had offered a CEU opportunity to other therapists called getting comfortable with grief. Because mm. um, I think lots of us, you know, without, uh, we talk about not having business school education, right, in, in our programs, but there's not a lot of uh, this coursework either. Um, and so I offered that and, you know, people have asked for more, but what I find is that I'm a bit of an introvert. Um, most people don't believe when I say that, but like, you know, being on for a three, you know, a three hour training, plus all the, all the prep work and, and you know, beforehand mm-hmm. is exhausting. Right. And so the goal for the next few months is to really develop, work on developing, um, an online version of that. Mm-hmm. That's a bit, ex- you know, that's expanded. So, but I, I don't know that I'll make it CEUs or not because this mm-hmm. then it just gets complicated in terms of people who take it in state versus out of state and how do the out of state people get it? You know, I don't know if mm-hmm. I want to deal with that. Um, but I would just like it to be kind of a service to the community of people who want to learn a little bit more, um, but maybe they're more visual learners or, or audio learners rather than like reading a textbook about right. what is, because it's kind of a dry subject matter, right? When you're reading like a book about, mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so maybe that's something that's we can goal. work on some more in boot camp this next round with you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you say was the most valuable part of joining boot camp for you? Um, that's a tough one. Like I, I struggle with types of questions, like the, the most valuable or, or my favorite part or whatever, but I think that, um, one of, we'll just say one. Of. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I, 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 I guess I'd probably say the, the, the money conversation, like we were talking about earlier and also just the systems and just like, you know, having clear data, like tracking referrals and tracking, like how often you get referral, like, are there seasonal patterns to your referrals or are there other patterns that you can identify or who are your referral sources or just getting myself very clear on what's the purpose of all of this and getting myself very organized, right? That's mm-hmm. been very, that's been very helpful. And then having the systems in place. And so systems about organization, systems about money, systems about, you know, uh, schedule, a schedule, a, a fixed schedule that, that works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, those have all been really helpful. And also I certainly, you know, the, the community of my peers, right. That, you know, you, you as the instructor and and Miranda and the instructor as the instructor, excuse me, can say like, Oh yeah, this is like, you know, you're going to make it work. Like this is our program. This is the success rate, this, that, and the other thing. Right. But when you see tangible evidence in your peers, whether they're peers that, that I don't know, but that, you know, post in the Facebook group or, um, or peers that I've developed a mastermind with, um, or another one, uh, Mallory, who lives here in Connecticut, and you know yeah. she's kind of a local, a local boot camp buddy, right? Um, so, like when you see that tangible evidence, like it makes it more believable and more possible, right? So mm-hmm. that's certainly been helpful, very valuable as well. It's good to know you're not alone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you know, for someone who's listening, who's thinking about should they invest in 
support for their business? What do you have to say to that? I think it was definitely worth it. I think that, you know, perhaps I set my expectations too high in terms of kind of set, giving myself that year timeline and, and it took me a little bit longer, right? Yeah. And, um, took me two years instead of one year. So maybe it was about my expectations or maybe it was about like, you know, I just always had the hospital, I was complacent, right? Because I always had the hospital to kind of fall back on, right? So mm -hmm. it's hard to know. But either way, whether or not, and you know, I don't tend to kind of rush through life because I'm like, I'll get there when I get there, you know, there's, there's a rush. Um, but um, at the same time, like I think that, I, I think had I put more focus and more energy into it in, in terms of leaving the hospital and growing the package sooner, I probably could have, right? Sure. And so for people that might be thinking about joining, but that are thinking like, well, how quickly could I get that return mm. on my investment? Like, right. I think it's about what, what we put into it and how ready you might be to like quit the other, quit the other job that you have yes. going on, right? That's distracting you from the growth that you could be doing in your practice. I right? mean, that's my story, um, right? Like I wanted out of the county. It was very motivating. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's nice. It's it's nice being your own boss. It is. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot. I, I always say I have a lot of bosses because my clients are my boss, right? Um, but but you know, it's nice, kind of in a way, you know, to a degree. But uh, yeah. but it's nice making the rules. So, if people want to find out more about your practice, where can they find you? So, I am at milfordgrieftherapist.com, or you can just type in my name.com, Nikki Sewell. So, mm -hmm. N I K K I Sewell, S E W E L L, uh, dot com. Yeah. Thank you, you for sharing your story today, Nikki. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, I really appreciate it. To go from an interview, because I do remember talking with you uh -huh. to like years later and still yeah, yeah, getting to really see how, the, it, like you said, there's different iterations. There's been different iterations of Zinimi. Like it's an ongoing metamorphosis yes. <laughs> in your business. Yes. And I love being able to see you transform and move through different parts and phases yeah. of it. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, thank you guys. If you want to check out bootcamp, you can go to bschoolbootcamp.com slash about and get on the interest list and uh, check out Nikki. Thanks so much, Nikki. Thank you. Appreciate it.